Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last 10 years. And the most fulfilling part of what I do is when I help other women within the workplace get promoted, which is why I started coaching in 2019 and helping women who weren't in the same company as me. If you wanna grow within your current role, be seen as a leader amongst your team and eventually get promoted into a larger role, this podcast is for you. Sometimes along the way, women realize that the growth might not happen within their current organization and change can be scary. So I also help women in the transition to finding a great fit in a new role with a new company. And many of my clients end up getting a 20K salary raise along with that transition. And that can be you. After all, the world needs more female leaders and I'm here to create them. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take that action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Today, I'm going to answer the question why job hopping is 100% acceptable and how to approach it in your interviews. I saw a post over on Facebook where a woman was sharing her experience about how she recently interviewed with a company and was really excited about the role. And when she got feedback as to why she didn't get the role, it was because of their concern of her recent job hopping. I decided to look up the term job hopper because I wanted to see what what does Google define that as? Because for me, I was thinking, sure, maybe within a year, maybe two years, certainly less than that could be considered job hopping. So I looked it up. Something that came up said the term job hopper is often used to describe a candidate who jumps or hops from job to job and has short stints with several employers. Typically, those short stints are defined as spending one to two years at each job, but some classify job hoppers as people who spend less than five years with the same company. And I realized I've been a job hopper my entire life. If that's the case, if less than five years, I had a role where I worked there for four years. I had moved once in my position before I got promoted into a team leader position. And then in that team leader position, I was there for two years. Outside of that, most companies, I haven't worked for longer than three years. So I guess you could consider me a job hopper as well. And that is why it's all in the messaging, because I think it's absolutely acceptable. And many companies are out there recruiting amazing candidates. And that is why it looks like job hopping, which maybe there is a different term or a better term that could be used because job hopping has such a negative connotation based on how people have presented it. But in reality, If you're getting recruited to another company or if more opportunities are out there that are better for you, why wouldn't you move into this other opportunity? This is definitely an older generation thing where loyalty and time commitment is so valued because that is essentially what they grew up with. But times have changed. We're all aware of that. So we should be getting the best value out of people while we have them. And companies need to realize that people with amazing talents are going to leave if they are not treated 
well. And sometimes it's not a great fit. One thing this woman mentioned was that she had had some mental health issues and ended up getting fired from a position. That is not the first time I have heard that. It's not going to be the last time. And many times that comes up because we take roles in times of need. Maybe we are so unhappy in a role that we are willing to take the first offer we receive and we don't even maybe look much further than what we've done to showcase that we are a good fit for them. We kind of stop there. We don't do additional due diligence to make sure that they are a right fit for us. In this situation, this person had gotten let go from another company and I'm guessing I didn't get full clarification but I'm guessing what happened is that when the interview asked hey can you tell me why your time at this company was so short or can you tell me why you left x company if they didn't have a great reason or if they froze or if you end up responding with an answer that doesn't come across with confidence that can leave the interviewer to think, is this a red flag? Now, something that I teach with resumes, cover letters, interviewing is not allowing the person on the other end to have questions, to have wonderings. Because if someone's reading your resume and there's a gap in your resume and they start thinking, hmm, I wonder why this person had a gap. And they start creating a story in their head. It's not going to be the truth because they may not even know who you are, but we start to make stories in our own head. Did they get laid off? Did it take them this long to find a new job? Sure, during COVID, there's some automatic understanding there that makes sense. But did they leave to take care of someone who was elderly or sick or a family member? Or did they leave for their own mental health? What was that, right? So instead of letting that person start to tell stories to themselves, you fill in that gap by explaining what that was that you were doing during that time to the best that you feel comfortable with. But that can help them say, oh, that's what they were doing. And it, it's a fact. They were taking care of their parents who were sick or whatever that looks like. That's factual. Moving on to the next thing. I don't have to question or create stories in my head. So that's the same thing with asking people why they left a recent position or, hey, it looks like you were at this company for only eight months. Can you tell me about that experience and why you left? And if you're not prepared for a response, it can come across as a lack of confidence, even though maybe it was 100% that company was not a good fit for you. That is where it can lead to potential red flags because they're telling a story of, oh, they weren't prepared to tell me how they ended their relationship with this company, where maybe you're trying to not speak poorly because you also recognize that that could come across negative in your image. So you're thinking, is this a lose-lose situation? Something that you could say, especially if it wasn't a right fit for you, maybe you read the description, you looked at the company website, you felt like you did some initial due diligence, but maybe the interview process was really quick or maybe you didn't know what you didn't know, so you had no idea what to ask. 
you can say something like, I realized I didn't do my due diligence for this role. And I was trying to be such a great fit for that company. And I wasn't turning it around to ensure that they were also a good fit for me. I have since changed how I approach my job search. So I am confident that I will avoid a situation like that in the future. You see, the key part is providing a solution. The problem was I didn't do my due diligence or come to find out this job description was nowhere near what the actual reality was. But what am I doing to fix that going forward? Because again, that could lead the current company to say, well, are you going to be a good fit for us? I want you to have a conversation with whoever it is that you are going to be reporting to. If you do not interview with this person, that would be a red flag for me. If you interview with this person and you have a gut feeling that it's not going to be a good fit personality-wise, that's a red flag and that's a sign for you that it's not going to be a good fit. If you can't jive well with someone and feel like, okay, this is a good fit and we are going to get along well, then I would certainly be hesitant on accepting a position. I would also double check how often would you potentially change leaders because that's important as well. Let's say you're hired at a company and three months later, all of a sudden you change teams or what constitutes a manager change? Is it based on shift if you decide to work earlier or later? Does that change who you report to? What does that look like? Because if you get along really well with this current leader and then you get hired and find out maybe they get promoted or maybe something else changes, maybe they're restructuring teams and all of a sudden you no longer report to this person, that could be potentially concerning because people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. If you're not vibing well with this person, it's not going to be, it's potentially not likely going to be a great fit for you. Other things that you could do is message people on LinkedIn, people who are in your role. So I'm talking entry-level team members who are doing the same work that you would be hired in to do. You go search your job title with that company name and uh, find people who are working there in that same position and ask them questions. How has your experience been at this company? I wouldn't message people who've been there for maybe less than six months or maybe even close to a year might be good, like closer to the year mark. But a lot of people start in that honeymoon phase. So they may be saying, so they may be saying things like, oh my gosh, it's amazing here. I love it so much. And right there in that honeymoon phase where, hey, that's amazing. I'm so happy that they're in that phase. But when it kind of dwindles, that honeymoon phase and that excitement, how are they feeling then? That's who I want you to start connecting with and saying, hey, I'm interested in working here and I wanted to get some candid feedback and opinions on how you enjoy your role. People are pretty honest in those kinds of situations where they feel like it's probably not going to come back and bite them in the butt. So asking questions of what do you wish you would have known before you started? Is there anything you feel like is different from the job description than what you were hired in to do? 
you know, things like that that can help you recognize when it's a good fit for you and when maybe it's something that you should push back on. And in those conversations with recruiters or whoever it is you're speaking with, you can say, hey, I've been doing my part of making sure this company would be a good fit for me. And here are some additional questions that have come up. And of course, I would keep people's anonymity. The last thing you want to do is say, oh, so-and-so told me this, right? But you're saying, hey, here's some things that I found out and I wanted to clarify what the expectation is here or what, what information you've learned and how the recruiter or hiring manager can help you feel more at ease. Honestly, I, when I've been doing hirings for my current position, I tell them as transparent as possible what the role is, what our struggles are, what things that I feel I wish could be different, and why I think they honestly shouldn't take the role so that they can really think like, is this a good fit for me? I'm honestly surprised that no candidates have uh, rescinded their application after having that conversation. But my hope in having that is being very transparent that the current role I'm in, it is a lot to learn. You are consistently learning new things. Things are always changing. And it is hard to keep up with sometimes. And my team members give me that feedback often. So I wanted to share that with people so that they didn't think they would come in and have it be a super easy role to understand. It would take a lot of time to become more of an expert. And even then, people who've been there for 10, 15 years are saying, hey, I'm still struggling and learning different things each day as well. So it's not something that is a, a destination where you arrive. You're kind of always along that journey. But in that transparency, my hope is that I wouldn't hire someone who then ends up quitting weeks or early months later because I wasn't transparent in that. But not everyone does that. Not everyone's aware of how to word that in a way that allows people to make the decisions. Because once you do have that knowledge, you can make a choice of, yes, I want to come here even though it's going to be difficult. I like a challenge. I know I'm going to do well. I will have support. I have all of these things. And I feel confident in that decision versus joining and having, and having it be a totally different experience. So let's say you are working for a company and you haven't been there for a very long time. Maybe it's shorter than two years, which is very common for people to change positions. And someone asks you the same question. You're, you enjoy your position, but hey, you've done a lot of different things. You feel very confident in your role and you kind of feel like, is there really that much more for me to learn right now? Am I feeling that challenged? So of course, you could add much more specifics as to certain things that you've learned, different skills that you've acquired, all of that great stuff. But a very vague, basic response is something like, thank you so much for acknowledging that. I've learned so much in my time with my current company, and I'm ready to take on some new challenges. And that is why I'm really excited about this new opportunity with this new company. There you have it. I hope you feel confident in job hopping and how it's not a negative thing 
it can actually be a really amazing thing when you have all of these new opportunities available to you. And if you are ever feeling stuck, know that there is something else always better for you that's out there. And you may go through those ups and downs in your career. I certainly have myself, but there has always been something better that has come along due to the struggles or to those low points in my career. All right. Thanks again for hanging out today. And if you have enjoyed today's episode and want to talk more about job hopping and how to approach it, how you can feel most confident in your approach for your job search, I hope you'll join us over on the Slack channel or in the Next Level Leaders community on Facebook. Hope to see you there.